1: Hey all welcome to another episode of the World's Theme on Blogging the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am your host, Paul Stewart, and as you may as you may tell, my fellow co-host Meg Murray is not here, un- un- unfortunately. She's under the web right now, but I am joined with my very good friend from across the pond. Well, in saying that, I'm across the pond. He's there in, back in the States. It's Mr. J. Tuck from CFO Sports and W810 W Kansas City Radio. How are we doing, my man? Doing good, man. How's it going, Paul? How's everyone, everyone going out there? Uh, dude, doing great, man. I'm just actually glad the draft is over now because of the time difference. I am so happy it's finally <laughs> over. So we can now finally enjoy the off season, get to see the players actually in action, rookie, rookie minicamp, all that type of stuff. So I'm very excited. So but yeah, so how about yourself? So what's been happening?
0: Yeah, I'm just like yourself, man. I'm feeling relieved that the NFL draft is finally over. Like, we all love the NFL draft. But for us, you do so much content and so much research. There's a lot that goes into it. So when it finally happens, it's just kind of like a waiting of exhale. You exhale, you breathe a little bit. But now it's time to get on the Cowboys football, as you mentioned. And, you know, here's rookie camp. And it's like, I feel like for us, Paul, this season never ended. It was just no. kind of like there nope. was a the 49ers game. As soon as the 49ers game ended, I dove right into the draft like that next day. <laughs> (laughs) And it's like, all right, here we are, rookie camps. We're getting to OTAs and eventually camp in Oxnard, and then we're on to it. So no sleep for the weary. Absolutely, like it's so weird that you mentioned that
1: because Mike was the uh, Mike from UK Cowboys. He was the exact same in that, and he was, you know, what Mike's like. He is just Mm -hmm. so switched on when it comes to scouting and stuff like that. So, but yeah, but in terms of the draft, though, um, you were at the draft. Yeah. So so you were in Las Vegas. You were there. You were having a great time there. So tell us, what was it like being there, interacting with the fans
0: and stuff? Like so just, just give us what is it like to be at an NFL draft? Yeah, it was a great experience. I have been to the NFL draft twice. I went to Chicago in 2016 when we drafted Zeke and Dak, which was always a fun one. And then I went when it was in Dallas, but I always went from the fan perspective. But this was the first year I was really on assignment due to the radio station. So, you know, I got a behind the scenes look, got to be in the media room, meet a lot of credible people, but also really see the players in their element on draft day. So I got to interview a few players and to see the emotion, Paul, that these players Players and families go through when their name is called. It's like you see it on TV, but you really don't see it and feel it mm. once you're there, man. I mean, even when the players come out to do their post-draft press conference, I mean, they're still almost in tears, but they're trying to gather themselves to get to get together. Um, you see the family excitement. It's just a great experience. I love the draft for that particular reason. I know it's like Christmas Eve for a lot of you know football fans in general, but just to see these gentlemen's dreams come true that they work for their entire life has always been special for me. So it was definitely a fun experience. And, you know, from a fan perspective, especially, you know, Las Vegas, you can never never do any wrong in Las Vegas, but Uh, you got to see, Fans from all over the NFL, which you normally don't see. Like you know, I was. I, it's so, it's, it's fun.
1: funny that mention when you mention all over the NFL, it kind of feels like for us with the London games, where it's not you're not just going there just to see, I don't know, Jacksonville or whoever. It's like mm-hmm. you could be a Packers fan going to see two teams you do not support, and it's all 32 teams there just because they love the sheer love of the game, mm-hmm. and and I would imagine that it'd be the exact same with the NFL draft. You're meeting all people from all spectrums not even just the usa but internationally as well like because mm-hmm. i'm even thinking about considering going next year to the draft In kansas city exactly come on, come on. <laughs> yeah so um but uh but yeah it, from from looking at your social media and stuff like that, it looked amazing so and uh and there was a couple other people from a uh, i'm good friends with within the cowboys community and stuff like that um or the super fans, so to speak, they were just having a great time there. So it's definitely something I would love to experience myself. But sticking with the draft, how do we feel we did in the draft? Like, I kind of feel so, for me personally, I felt we were kind of forced our hand a little bit. But if you were to kind of look in the grand scheme of things... It's not as bad as you people are making it out to be and it's still solid enough. It's still solid to kind of go through to the off season and kind of progress type of thing. So 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 give me your breakdown of how we did in the draft.
0: Yeah, I think the initial reaction a lot of fans, self-included, was kind of upset the way the draft kind of panned out, but this is what happens, Paul, when you go into the draft with need, you really can't go BPA, so I know Jerry held up his whole draft sheet, right, and he had the safety Lewis scene up available, you know, so there was you know, Nicole Dean, there was wide available, there was different, so there's other players at 24, but we all knew going into the draft, we needed to address the offensive line, and yeah. specifically the left guard position, and and so the way the board fell, Tyler Smith was pretty much your only option. Now, you could have probably waited in the fourth or fifth to get a Darian Kernard or, you know, a Sean Ryan at UCLA. But if you wanted to kind of get that best tackle slash guard, Tyler Smith was the only player available. And, you know, I've been posting tweets like I was extremely high on Tyler Smith coming into the draft phenomenal talent there's a lot of upside but he's still very young so it's going to take a lot of coaching when it comes to Tyler Smith which I think they can do so I put the Dallas Cowboys you know the day one I'm not really upset about that now I know we've had conversations about day two with the 56 pick Sam Williams is a phenomenal talent he's once again a project you know so it's just like I felt the Cowboys could have went a different direction uh, with Sam Williams. But I think that eventually Dan Quinn is going to mold him to be what he wants. But then number 88, man, was one of my favorite picks of the draft. Yes, season. Allowed um, me to excel a bit in yeah, Jalen Tolbert. I
1: wanted. I was going to. I was going to mention because Jalen Tolbert was a guy you did a fantastic video piece on him in terms of your starting report. And uh, and when I knew when I saw that we drafted, him, it was like the first person I thought of was like I could just see Jeter just dancing in the air saying, "Yes, we got him. We got him." Like and yeah. I, it was an like, like if if all the players that are available to play right there right now, mm-hmm. I'd say he was the best play like best steal in the draft. But mm-hmm. but going into the later rounds, if the if uh, uh oh God, Daddy if LSU linebacker, uh, oh, uh, a Clark, Demond Clark, if he's yeah. if he's fully fit and healthy, etc., mm-hmm.
0: he could be even the bigger steal essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I I agree. Like That's the one good thing about the Cowboys, the way they drafted. I did a lot of film study on these players already ahead of draft, so I had to do a lot um, post-draft. But, yeah, I love Jalen Tober. I love that pick. He was one of my favorite players, you know, as a wide receiver coming out of uh, South Alabama. Um, but you also mentioned, had yeah, Damone Clark. I feel like that was a great value add. Absolutely. If he turns out fully healthy, he could have easily been that number 56 pick and I would have been perfectly fine with it. Now, I know we're talking about Spinal. Is it going to be a red, you know, a red shirt season when it comes to him? It remains to be unseen. I think it will, so we won't r- really see the value of that pick. But another one was the the Matt Willetsko um, offensive. I, I call him. That, I, I know it's Matt pick. Willetsko, but I call him Matt. Well, let's go out it's of North.
1: <laughs> it was like the same when we drafted Tyler Badiash. Everyone started calling him Tyler Badiash.
0: Yeah, At one point it's, just, it's like it's like. It's like just go with the flow just just easier i'm just flowing with it man but i think we got our our future swing tackle yeah as well so we add the offensive line death and then also john ridgeway the vanilla everyone's speaking high on him I and i I love that pick i love that pick as well
1: like Mm -hmm. and here's the thing like with the type of guy that uh, uh, ridgeway is like people are already now dubbing him as big jr like, mm-hmm. like, walking about with a cowboy hat, meeting Jerry Jones already. For, he's an yeah. Arkansas boy. Just, yeah, he's like big JR is just something. And, and, and just to put this in perspective, if you look, if you compared the size of Ridgway to the size of uh, Jordan, uh, the, who the Eagles drafted, Jordan Davis. Jordan mm-hmm. Davis. Yep. Thank, thank you for correcting me there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they're pretty much like, Richway is a bigger guy, but obviously Davis is an absolute talent. That's one Mm -hmm. thing I'm quite worried about going into the season is how much the defences have improved. And this is kind of what's kind of influenced us to do what we had to do Mm -hmm. with the offensive line. We're seeing, like, Lyman going off we saw and the kobe dean going to the Eros as well like we're yeah. just like okay it's, it's like okay we really do like had no choice to actually see him out for tyler smith we did have to draft him but mm-hmm. but in terms of like the overall surprise what was your say, say what was your overall surprise in the draft like of all the players
0: or even fee agency yeah i don't or just speaking from the Cowboys perspective, I mean, honestly, I didn't see too many surprises, mm. um, you know, because we all knew the Cowboys. We can see Jerry Jones's eyes light up when he looked at Sam Williams. We saw Dan Quinn out there having fun. So I knew that he was in play. Um, you know, the one pick that was kind of OK, but I get it was Jake Ferguson out of Wisconsin. I feel like he's pretty much a Dalton Schultz clone, you know? So for me personally, I wanted a end that can do a little bit more outside to be able to really stretch yeah. the field, but it's kind of like that same Dalton Schultz mold. But I think that he's going to be a phenomenal talent in the Kellen Moore scheme. Yeah. Just another blocker, reliable blocker, chain mover. But it's like, you know, there was, but I feel like we got snaked a little bit because Charlie Collier went right. Yeah, I was just and the about Ravens. To make, I was just yeah, a, and The was, Ravens went right yeah. back and got Isaiah Likely. I'm just like, okay, my my goodness. And so yeah, they went tight. Know, yeah,
1: they went tight end back to back and and two yeah. rounds. I was I, and we were like, well, that kind of answers a lot of questions for Baltimore with terms to Mar Andrews, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. But but rest assured, if Charlie Collier was there available for us, I'm I'm pretty sure we would have picked him ahead of yeah Ferguson. But um. But I'll have to say, I think the biggest surprise for me is Alec Lindstrom went undrafted.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Lindstrom going undrafted was definitely one. And to be honest with you, I would say N'Kobe Dean falling the way that he did. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't see it. Uh, I mean, granted, that's always the huge question mark that we speak about is these unknown medicals. But still, I think the Eagles reported he was already out there at camp yesterday, you know, running around. So it wasn't that it was such a serious injury. So for me personally... I know it's kind of revisionist history, but I would have probably took the reach on a Kobe Dean with his medicals versus Damone Clark, a shoulder versus spine. is a lot different, but I know the value of being able to take Clark in the fifth round is a lot different to be able to take Dean in the second round. Absolutely. You know, it's like, it's okay. Cowboys fans to admit the Eagles got some good players in the draft. Like it's not, you know, like it's okay. (laughs) Learn more at marines.com.
1: Well, in a way, I'm kind of excited in the way the fact that it's going to keep us on our toes. It's going to keep us like level-headed to try and remain mm-hmm. focused. So I'm quite excited about that. But yeah. uh, so can I still just into the draft? I basically sent a message out to our fellow international fan groups all across the world. Uh, and uh, so from the Irish Cowboys, Cowboy, Dallas Cowboys, Spain. The, our good friends from Germany as well so they've all wanted i all asked them to say what they thought about the draft so mm-hmm. let me just get up their comments just now so um Dallas Cowboys Spain. um a well this is just more of a general question that's like asking what they thought about international as well but i'll go into that shortly but in terms of the draft they kind of felt as though a but maybe slightly reaching the draft, but mm-hmm. but overall perspective is kind of what we're kind of saying. We can't complain. It's like we're happy, but it's not mm-hmm. like one of those drafts where it just wows us type of thing. Like, well, we can't believe we've got this. We can't believe we've got that. Mm-hmm. So um, let me see. Let me see the other tweets just to get memory jogging. All uh, right so sorry about this right here we go so here we are so our good friends from the big d germany the dallas cowboys fan club in germany um they're, they're starting to take up some numbers now and hopefully they'll turn up in force for the tampa bay game and you know hopefully and um, so uh big d germany i've said uh, I, uh overall we're happy with the okay smith has potential and so there's Williams, Tolbert is the fight written in our receiver group. And personally, I love the Ridgeway pick because they're Hogs fans and they know they'll help our team a lot as the one tick. It's a fair comment. So, mm-hmm. and just to follow up uh, the overall grades that Dallas Cowboys spend, they gave it a B minus. I kind of gave it like a B, B plus roughly. So, if, yeah, if. In terms of the overall grade what would you grade the our draft pretty much
0: yeah, my overall grade was a B-minus as well. I And as I said in my video, that I think the real thing that boosted it for me was the undrafted free agents. Absolutely. Um, Marquise Bell was yes. another guy I was highly speaking on throughout the draft process. And so I know there was kind of negotiations between us and Philadelphia. And so I love that addition. I also love the Alex Lindstrom, as you mentioned as well. So I feel like we got a lot of guys in the undrafted free agency to boost it. And the reason why I was kind of at a C-plus was because, like they're saying, there's a lot of upside, but there's also a lot of downside. So I feel like the Cowboys, it's big boom or bust with this class. I feel like we can knock a few home runs. I feel like Tyler Smith, Sam Williams, and Tolbert could be home runs, or they can be extreme busts as well. So the variables when it comes to this class, that's the scary part. I feel like this draft class is set up more for the future, 2023, 2024, moving down the road. But my concern is, you know, now i want to win now that's it that's like, <laughs> as, 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 like
1: any proper cowboys fan they want to win now like exactly we, like, we, we've waited what is it like 27 years now it's been mm-hmm. since our last actual super bowl appearance even super bowl wins so mm-hmm. um i, I Correct me if I'm wrong with the, the statistic there, but it's it's been way too long. It's over 20 right. years. We 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 need to get back
0: in there, we need to get in there winning, we need to set the principle out there. Because last year, if you look at Micah Parsons, it was like boom, moment when we drafted him, he was our best linebacker. Like, okay, we, we fixed it, right? But like here is like Tyler Smith he had some holding calls at Tulsa he never really played guard before so it's going to kind of be a project like there's going to be that Mm -hmm. you know that learning curve for him and it's like will that learning curve really be better than what we already had in McGovern and Connor Williams (laughs) remains to be seen I think eventually you know further in the season then we're going to see the impact but you know the way our schedule shapes out it could be it could be a bumpy road, so I've been preaching patience amongst Cowboys fans. We have to be extremely you have patient. To be. Class, I de- expect flash.
1: It's definitely something we're not good at. is being patient. <laughs> oh, no. as, 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 that's even my, our, my co-host Meg. Like as you may know, it's like we, we can we can be very. Um, snappy when it comes to
0: our decisions oh but, yeah
1: like so especially myself so oh if,
0: if tyler smith comes out that first game and gets a holding pin penalty the first call Cowboys oh, fans no. are gonna be over
1: it <laughs> I, I knew it i knew it like just be patient <laughs> but let's speak about other cowboys news um we saw a picture of Von, and, and you just mentioned micah parsons just there and um, mm-hmm. there was a photograph released by von miller on his instagram and it's him and micah parsons that are going saying it almost happened uh it kind of feels a bit sour still seeing that it's like it really comes to show that maybe firma really actually did want to play for us and Mm -hmm. it was just more down to negotiations salary cap hell all that Mm -hmm. type of stuff so
0: um what are your thoughts on the photograph yeah, and I think that's the frustration with a lot of Cowboys fans when it comes to the front office is that we hear often when this free agent names circulating Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones will say, "Oh, well, we do have an interest, right?" But it's like, do you really have an interest to do what it takes to go get that player? Or of course, you're interested in Yvonne Miller or yeah. you know, uh, you know, Cam Chancellor and so many other names that kind of been floating around, right? But it's like it's kind of frustrating because they really don't go all in. And that's where my concern is with this draft particular, Paul. It's like, how does this draft look if, one, we didn't botch the Randy Gregory deal, right? So mm-hmm. Randy Gregory's still in the roster. Two, if we would have just held on to Amari Cooper in this draft to see what the Ravens got for Hollywood Brown, we could at least got a second-round pick oh, or third, yeah. I mean, versus this fifth. And then also, if you were to maintain Lyle Collins, who the money won't be impacted until post-June, if we could have just been a little bit more patient, how could we have maneuvered in this draft and what would have really shaped out? So, you know, it's frustrating, but I just feel like the Cowboys are at the standpoint where they're going to push all their chips in and say, hey, we're trying to win right now today. It's always kind of a future two-year long play. Which, like you said, for us, man, we're tired. I'm, I'm tired, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's it's well. Speaking about tired ache, uh, as I kind of mentioned, we were. I was talking to all the international fan groups, and as you may have noticed, and I saw that you tweeted out to the UK Cowboys about the sad news that Dallas is not coming to London. Uh, so, uh, a bit of a gutter for myself. I know my fellow. Uh, Bring it away, blogging the boys, Dave, start, start you, uh, He he's actually happy it's not happening because he, he doesn't like the idea of going over there, which is fair enough. I completely understand that. I know uh, Pat McAfee commented that NFL players don't like the whole logistics side of things, which I completely understand. I mean, I mean but in terms of like the, how the games that got announced, I was quite surprised because... Based on the official news articles, it said it was always going to be NFC versus AFC games. Mm -hmm. But what it turns out is if you're volunteer to put your name in the hat, then obviously you're going to be featured in the game. So likes of the Giants, likes of the – who's the Saints playing again? The Vikings, and Mm -hmm. finally the Broncos. Apparently all those teams – and likes of the Seahawks as well for for Germany – these teams mm-hmm. volunteer to put their names forward rather than the NFL select an NFC team mm-hmm. uh, sorry, AFC team to play and vice versa for Jacksonville for an NFC team. So I can completely get it. So it's pretty much just saying it's a free-for-all. But if there's one thing for certain is next year, all international games are going to be hosted by AFC teams. With the exception mm-hmm. of Jacksonville. Well, Jacksonville will always be a hosted team because they volunteer every year because they've got mm-hmm. the exclusive agreement with the NFL UK. But um just to kind of get your thoughts, like, are you gutted that we're not get to get the chance to come over and party with us and stuff like that? And uh, Yeah.
0: That, that's what I was waiting on, man. I, I was kind of feeling it because I felt like Jacksonville would have been the perfect game yeah. for the Cowboys to go, you know, across the pond and play. Uh, you know, but I, I know from the Jerry standpoint, right, he's not giving up any home games. He wants everything no. to be home game. And when you look at this home schedule, Paul, it's just kind of bland. You know, like we have what I think Tampa at home. I mean, outside the vision, you have the Colts. Uh, Bengals, Bengals, yeah, Bengals, yeah. that so it's that, not- that, that
1: will be an exciting game, really. Where you've got Jamar Chase, and
0: you've got um, you would girl. think, yeah, you you would think, you would think, but you know, like I said, it's just it just doesn't have the that mm, like last year kind of had, you know, as far as home games. So I was kind of looking forward um to possibly going overseas man and watching that game but unfortunately it didn't happen so well, I know when Stephen spoke on your draft show this time last year he's like oh yeah we're definitely trying to get back over to London no, but not this year so nah. what, the, what the way well I know for
1: certain if well the way it kind of works out it's every eight years all teams in the NFL must host a home game internationally but my my main guess is I think because with the whole marketing agreement by the NFL, you know, mm-hmm. a Dallas Cowboys are now being assigned to Mexico. It makes perfect sense for Dallas to host their whole oh, That would be That would be, major. That be, would be, be... massive,
0: yeah. massive. So it doesn't matter who they play against. It does not matter. You have it might not. It might not be a Cowboys game. I can see if the station will send me over there for a Chiefs game. Chiefs <laughs> come over there. So you know, we'll just, have to just do it that way. But but
1: speaking, Lisa, obviously, with the well, sad news for me, but the good news is, I will be coming back over stateside this year. So uh, there we go. There we go. So that's more money going back over to the pond. Get to see you guys. Yeah. Check it, check it any
0: any game in particular you're, you're aiming at? I mean, hey. the schedule comes out next week it depends it really depends on the schedule plans
1: out mm-hmm. so um i'm kind of hoping if there's two games kind of close tied together i'll go to both games if it's both mm-hmm. if there's two home games in a row then i'll try and do that but mm-hmm. we'll just need to wait and see really but mm-hmm. uh but yeah we'll, we'll think we'll call it that will be the end for the show this for this episode and but yeah before we finish off
0: tell us where can we find uh, everyone find you J-J Talk, on social media yeah, thanks for having me on. Of course, man, I always love talking to my guys. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms at JTuck151. You can find me on my YouTube channel, CFO Sports. And then also I'm on the radio every Sunday morning, W810 WHB Kansas City ESPN with my guy Darren Smith where we not only talk about NFL, we talk about NBA, we talk about all sports. We have great guests. Um, We had former Dallas Cowboy uh, Greg Ellis on a few weeks ago talking about before the draft. So it's a fun opportunity, so definitely chime in. I'm going to try to find a way to live stream it on my channel, so that way it's easier for everyone to get because I know links and stuff and radio is different. But just enjoying the process and gearing up for the season. And I'm trying to get a little R&R, man, before it's time for Oxnard and Camp. So I know it's around the corner. I'm like, geez, it just just never stops. But – that's so, the fun of what we do. Well, before you we
1: finish up, that's the that, that's a good question. Are you planning on going to Oxnard this year?
0: Yeah, I, I will be at Oxnard. So I went to Oxnard last year. I'm trying to wait to see when it releases because I know that they had mentioned, Mike McCarthy had mentioned that they're going to be scrimmaging versus the Chargers this year. Mm. Um, so I think the Chargers are going to be a solid team this this upcoming S- NFL S- season. Especially S- with like, their
1: defensive line?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially their offensive line. I mean, hell, you go and get Rashawn Slater, then Zion Johnson too. I'm like, geez, you guys are greedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that'll be a fun scrimmage to watch. So I'm trying to aim it so I can get out there for that scrimmage game. But I'll definitely probably be out in Oxnard again this this uh, this summer, but July, right? Oh, that's that's
1: awesome. But once again, J-Talk, thanks for coming along to the show. And yeah, uh, that will be in for the Rose team. Be sure to go and check us out next week. Be sure to go and check out all the guys and blogging the boys. We'll see you next time.